Hey guys, welcome to the Cultivate and Keep podcast. It's Jeremy and Corey. Hey yo. Your best friends. Thanks for, uh, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, just one quick announcement. I wanted to remind you guys if you have not already go check out the uh, Cultivate and Keep favorites page. And if you do that, that's going to be cultivateandkeep.com. Or you can see it on the comment page. And uh, that. talks and interviews with uh, guests and people we've been having on. Um, let us know what you think. If there's anything you know that we didn't cover that you want us to explore more in depth, um, people you want to have back on, um, or new people as well, open to, to uh, suggestions. Uh, Jocko Willink, if you're listening. Mm. If you, if, actually, if you Man. can do this, if you can send a tweet to Jocko and say, hey, Jocko, we want you to come on the Cultivate and Keep podcast. He has agreed to it, but he has... Um, Dude, he let's give the backstory. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, I mean, me and Corey are both, probably Corey more than I, um, kind of like a little fanboys over Jocko. Oh, totally fanboys. <laughs> um, He's anyway. right up there with Tim Tebow yeah. and with LT. <laughs> Those three, they're going to come on yeah. the podcast. Um, anyway, uh, Connie was traveling home from New York, and she was uh, at the New York, at the airport in New-, in New York, and she saw Jocko um, waiting in line to get on the same plane as she was because he lives lives in San Diego, and so she texted me was like, "Hey, like Jocko is like in line," and I was like, "What? Like, go talk to him. Like, tell him we want him on the podcast. Like, whatever." And so she walked up and like you know met him and started talking, and um, she asked him if he would come on, and he's probably just being nice, but he said, "Yeah, of course I would. Like, have them reach out to me on Twitter." So we've done that, and we have not heard back yet. So we we gotta you know, but it's gonna have word out there. Yeah, we'll get him. We're going to get him, but you can help us make it happen. If you tweet at him, if you DM him on Instagram, bug him, bug him, ask him, tag us at cultivate and keep or at Corey Haynes at Jay Laban, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. I haven't used it yet. (laughs) No, your Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Yeah. At at Jay Laban or Twitter. I think it's probably the same. I think it's, no, it's at Jeremy Laban because I remember I was, I was jealous of how you just got like your full name. I had to add co at the end of Mm -hmm. mine. I'm at Corey Haynes. By the way, I'm on Twitter now, so go follow, like, do what you gotta do. You haven't been on it like at all, though. No, I mean, I get I get notified whenever you post or like something, so Mm. I like clear those, and that's about it. (laughs) Sound like your entire feed. (laughs) Literally, that's it. Just Corey, (laughs) like a few sports stuff. So that's funny. Um, oh, also, I want to say we have a new uh, Patreon supporter. Really? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Miller. Oh, he's a new. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So Shout out to thank Kevin. you, Kevin Miller. He said he's been a faithful listener and he's been encouraged nice. with what he's heard. So that's encouraging and that's good to hear. Um, so if you guys want to support us, you can visit uh, cultivateandkeep.com slash support. Is yep, that right? That's it. Cool. Easy as that. And you can um, support us there. Yeah. So, cool. All right, Corey. Good news. Take us there, man. Well, hey, actually, first, it's been a while since we just like sat down and like talked and kind of just... Got an update on how we're doing. So how are you doing? What's up with you? Hmm, I like this. Um, good question. Caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, I feel like um, I don't want to share what it is yet, but I've been talking to you about, you know what it is, but um, yeah. we have some in our, um, in our business, we have some new exciting things coming our way. So we're super excited for me and Connie, um, just kind of for the next steps. And uh, I feel like we were looking back over kind of the last like eight months since we took over the Steckler business and kind of where we are now. And it's just crazy to think like the progress we've had and like everything that I've like hoped for and wanted like in my life. Um, when I like, when I was looking forward to like, you know, being 24, being married, like um, when I was looking ahead about eight months ago, I'm like, it's just crazy to think everything I like, hoped for and wanted like has happened. And so, hmm. and like there's been more than that. And so 
like in that sense, I'm super excited and I feel like really grateful and I feel thankful for where I'm at. Um, and, and yeah, I just feel like on like a personal level with me and Connie and with what's going on, just feel like, um, like daily being challenged to grow and learn more and like fix what's not working and, um, like celebrate what's going well, you know, in our personal lives and with the business. So, so yeah, overall I feel good. I feel like, I feel hopeful and I feel like yeah. everything that's on my plate right now is challenging me and growing me, but, um, I feel excited. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Yeah. I think, I think we sort of both ended up in like sort of similar seasons in a way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like, uh, since I started my j- new job in December with bare metrics, um, things have been going really well, also really challenging, but like, uh, overall, like super happy with how things are going so far and been really encouraged about just the performance of the company and what I've been able to do and, um, what we've been able to do as a team as well. Um, and then, you know, more personally, like, uh, oh, actually, so I haven't, I mean, I, I sort of like launched and made my first dollar on the internet from like a thing that I made all by myself. Um, so one weekend or actually, and the kind of backstory a little bit is I was talking with a founder, um, of a SaaS company, a software company. And he was like, Hey, where can I find other people like you, like a growth marketer? Um, I was like, Oh, that's a good question. Like there's a couple like communities. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well we're hiring one. Where should I post our job opening? And I was like, oh, you can put it on, you know, this one and that one. I really like, he's like, oh, those are great, but those are remote only job sites. Um, There's two really big ones, Remote OK and We Work Remotely, um, which are like kind of aggregators of uh, remote, you know, work from home kind of jobs. Uh, And they're really popular, but he didn't have a, it wasn't a remote job. And normally like those sites get so much traffic and that's where everyone posts. Um, But, um, but there isn't like another one another way, especially for marketing, like usually you can kind of find like the marketing or sales category of those remote sites. Um, but since his wasn't remote, he's like, well, I don't really know, like I'm kind of struggling where should mm-hmm. we post this? Um, I was like, that's a good question. He's like, yeah, this is a good business idea. Like if I had an extra couple hours, I'd probably put this together. I was like, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> so that's literally what I did. I just, that weekend, um, went home, spent a couple hours learning a couple things and hacking some stuff together and launched a job board. Um, so, so far I've, I've made, uh, a couple hundred bucks now. Really? Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Getting close. T- I'm at like 150 right now. Um, and it's been live for about two weeks, uh, which has been really encouraging. I've had a really good response. Um, but that was kind of a cool milestone to kind of, you know, check the box of like build and launch something on the internet and make money. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like to see like the first notification of like, you know, 90 bucks yeah. just rolled in. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. I didn't even yeah. like really like do that much. Um, so yeah. And that, that's been a cool, so anyways, all I had to say, it's been a lot of like really challenging, but good opportunities. Well, of course. This is your time to pitch it to the world. So it's called Hey Marketers. It's called Hey Marketers. Dot com. Hey Marketers. Dot com. Go check it out. Yeah. It's the best way to discover marketing jobs in tech, SaaS and e-commerce. Um, if you're a marketer, then go check it Sweet out. Sweet name. Otherwise, hey Marketers. Hey Marketers. Yeah. Cool. It's fun. I get some fun stuff like on social media. It's kind of like, Hey marketers, like, mm-hmm. you know, this company is hiring for this role in New York. And then all my emails kind of has a similar theme. So mm-hmm. it makes it fun. Um, I cut you off, but you were saying it's been challenging, but been good. Yeah, challenging, but good things, you know? So now I have this other project I got to maintain and, you know, we still have this going strong and, mm-hmm. uh, and also you know, quick update on that. So I think, who was it? I heard once, um, that most, like uh, I want to say 90% of podcasts don't 
do over 1,100 downloads a month. Uh, only 10% get above 1,100 downloads really? a month. Yeah. And this month has been our most successful month ever, uh, the month of May. Sorry. So this month actually was last month, the month of May. Um, and I think we're going to clock in right in around 1,100. Hmm. Um, so it's pretty crazy that we're going to be in the top 10th percentile of the yeah, world in podcasts. That's exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm just a lot of, uh, cool, but challenging, yeah. you know, kind of things going on. That's cool. We got to make sure we like announce that more. And yeah. Share it. Yeah. Oh, I feel like, crazy. like I feel thankful and excited for like where this is going. Um, but we've talked about, like, we got to be more intentional about like social media and like, you know, oh, dude, it's hard just, for us. You know, yeah. we both aren't like that. We're not really in that type of scene, you know? So yeah, I, I actually just deleted my LinkedIn app and my Facebook app. I didn't delete my accounts, mm. but I deleted them off of my phone because they were just so like distracting. I just like didn't, actually, I didn't really even go on them. I would just go on them to clear the notifications Dude, yeah. <laughs> and then I would yeah. go out of it and next out. So I was like, I just, just delete this. This yeah. is dumb. Um, so I check in now, like even less than I used to, which is, which is bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot more that we could do if we were like really on top of it. Yeah. But that's exciting. That's encouraging. Um, yeah. So thank you for those who are listening. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Always open to suggestions. You can email us at cultivate and keep.com or on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Um, feel free to chat with us. We've had some really cool, uh, conversations in our inbox too. So anyways, cool. Well, let's try to, um, spit out some good content right now. Let's spit it. Let's uh, <laughs> spit it. Okay, Corey, not the spit best Spit it, dude. Um, well, I want to talk today a little bit. Uh, I think it was, it was in a message about three or four weeks ago at church. And I want to say it was Mark or Dave, but they were talking about Judas and how, and it's, I don't know. It's even like talking about it now. I feel like I have to be very like careful with like the words that I use. The reality is that I really don't, but I feel like maybe Judas has been almost like, um, kind of like demonized in a way of like Judas was the worst and he's like this terrible guy, which he was, um, he made a lot of mistakes, but the point that I want to get to today was, and that Mark was, was talking about was that we're not so different as Judas. And especially like, I think the kind of the grievous sin, right. That, that Judas committed was that he turned in Jesus to the, uh, you know, to, to the prosecutors, essentially to the persecutors for 30 pieces of silver, which to give you a little context, I looked it up and it equates to about modern times, $600, which is not very much yeah. at all. Like that's, um, it says 30 pieces are about five weeks of money based on a six day working week. Um, but in terms of purchasing power, each silver piece was probably worth about $20. So, you know, the standards, standard of living back then being lower than today, but still it was worth about $600. It really wasn't, I mean, like the max that it would be worth today, you know, if like, you know, you took into all sorts of things like inflation and purchasing power and standard of living, it would like maybe be worth like a couple thousand dollars at the most, like, uh, like very like generously. Um, but all that to say, like turning in the savior of the world, <laughs> Jesus, like the son of God, mm-hmm. even for a couple of thousand dollars, like it's like, dude, you, you done messed up. You know what I mean? Dude, like, okay. So the other day, so I just got a new dog. His name is Max Maximus. Shout he's out to the, Max. He's the man. Shout out Max. Um, the other day, Connie was like, cause I, I'm clearly like in love with Max. He's my guy. Oh yeah. He's my homie. And I never thought I would be that way with an animal, but Connie was like, Hey, like, you know, if someone offered you $500,000, like, would you <laughs> strangle him with your bare hands? And I was like, absolutely 
not. And there nice. is no way. A year ago, you would have said well, yes. Absolutely. You would have done it for like 10 bucks. Yeah, and then she was like a million dollars. And I honestly don't think I would do it. No. And that's a lot of money. It would probably like really change my life. But I love this guy. Yeah. No, we've had the same conversation about Remy. Yeah. Because he's just so tiny yeah, and ugly. Man. And we're like, what if we just... He was just like, what if... Honestly, would you even do it if we just like left him mm-hmm. on like the side of a street like you don't even have to kill him i was like no no way <laughs> i couldn't even imagine Such life without like conversation anyways uh, so I think it gives us some good six hundred dollars for jesus this yeah. guy did that you know now yeah. oh I, I wasn't at that um i didn't hear the sermon but yeah. I'm, I'm curious if mark talked about um like did judas acknowledge and like believe that jesus was like our savior like did he like really believe that or did, was he like one of the was he in disbelief yeah it's interesting so actually the message wasn't really focused on Judas. It was kind of like just like a side point that I just like really like caught my attention. Um, but there are a couple things that we know about Judas. Um, we know that obviously he was a disciple. Now, mm-hmm. unlike some of the other, it's interesting, like unlike some of the other disciples, we don't really get a lot of information about how and when he was called. We just know that he was a disciple mm-hmm. and that he was one of the chosen you know, disciples. So he was obviously close to Jesus and he obviously like left something or did something, you know, had a lifestyle change and like kind of left everything to go be with Jesus. And we know it says, um, and, and in Luke nine, uh, verses one through two, it says, uh, tells us that Luke tells us that Jesus called the 12 together and that includes Judas and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And so it seems like, Judas had the faith and it seems like from what we know we can say that Judas was a Christian he was a follower of Christ um, and that he even went out and ministered on behalf of him um, and I think some in some other places we know that he had the gift of healing and that he had hmm. authority over demons and so like there's maybe even some kind of like proof points you know that you can kind of draw back on and yeah well that's why I ask like I mean he was a disciple like he like witnessed everything that, that Jesus did firsthand so then why would he, like, if I want to, you know, kill Max for a million dollars, why would this guy, yeah. like, kill, like, our savior for $600, you know? Right, right. It's super, I don't I mean, I don't know if we could ever answer that question, but here are some of the things that, the other things that we know. We know that he definitely made a choice. And it's interesting, too, like, if you look in the Bible, um, one of the places you can find, like, this story of Judas betraying Jesus is in Matthew 26. Um, but it's funny because, like this is kind of like um, this is the turning point for Judas. It's in verses uh, fourteen through sixteen. It says, "Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him, Jesus, over to you?'" So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. But right before that, like the context here is that they're in the town of Bethany, and like. Jesus is just going around and he's still, you know, kind of, um, he's doing, uh, he's doing ministry, but we also know that people were kind of plotting to kill Jesus and Judas was probably aware of this. He was probably aware that people wanted him. He was sought after, but Jesus was kind of going from city to city a little bit, a little bit discreetly. Um, and he was still doing ministry there, but the, the passage right before this is the story of when Jesus was uh, ministering to someone and then this woman uh, like basically puts perfume and oil all over Jesus. And it's like this really expensive piece. Uh, 
uh, you know, piece of kind of um, anointment and uh, perfume. And, and the apostles, uh, the disciples are actually kind of appalled. They're like, we could have fed so many poor people with this if we had sold it. Like, why wouldn't she just give it? But instead you used it all in Jesus and kind of like this really like over the top way. Um, but Jesus says, uh, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you n- not always with me. And then when she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And I don't know if it has anything to do with Judas, but like the very next thing is that Judas goes and, you know, like basically decides like I'm going to go betray him. We also know that Judas handled a lot of the money. So it might have been, you know, just kind of, I mean, it had to have been some sort of perfect storm of like, I'm fed up with Jesus we're mismanaging money. Like I don't have enough for myself maybe even. And yet like Jesus is being anointed with all these crazy perfume that I could have used to even feed myself or to feed, you know, go send this to someone else. Um, but the last thing I'll say is that, uh, in other places, um, the Bible also tells us a little bit about, uh, about Satan's sort of influence on Judas. Um, it tells us in John 13, two, that the devil, Satan, you know, whatever you want to call him, had already put it into the heart of Judas uh, to betray him. And that also says in John 13, 27, so later on in that chapter, that Satan entered into him. So in other words, he had some sort of demonic influence at that point. But it wasn't like at that moment, you know, like Judas was different. Sometime before that, he had to have either held a grudge or let sin enter into his life so that Satan would be able to have that influence on him because otherwise, you know, as a disciple of God, you're not going to have that in your life. So that's what we know about Judas. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Does yeah. it answer your question? I'm with you. Okay. So the, um, the thing that kind of was interesting to me was, you know, as we talk about it too, it, it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like why would Judas do this, especially for, 30 pieces of silver Mm -hmm. like for like a very really like insignificant amount of money um and we know that he like really regretted it afterwards and he ended up uh hanging Hanging himself himself. um but we also i feel like at least this has been my perception the way that i was raised and the things i've heard have kind of like made judas up to be like this really evil character um when in reality we do a lot of the same things Mm -hmm. all the time of like trading Jesus in for something really meaningless and mm-hmm. really insignificant. Um, I mean, th- the the examples are endless, you know, but you take something like um, people leave their faith and they leave, uh, they leave God and they leave everything behind for something as simple as like an offense from a friend yeah. from the church or something they didn't like f- that the pastor said in a message um, or that they, where they were living in sin, they were living with their boyfriend or girlfriend and then they got called out on it and then they leave the faith for that. Um, or I mean, it could literally, it could also literally be money. Like I don't want to live for God because I want to go get rich and I want to make a lot of money and I want to be really focused on my career and business or whatever. And, um, and I want to live my life now and come back to it later. Um, but I was just thinking like, we do this a lot, like almost every day, like we trade a a little bit. We trade in Jesus for something else that's worldly. That's, you know, a short term gratification. Um, and so maybe we should, 
not that it's like worth anything to have a little bit more sympathy with Judas, but also be more on guard because we're not so far off from Judas, if that makes sense. Yeah, and what I think is interesting, what you're, the point you're bringing up um, about like trading like bits and pieces like for of Jesus for something different. And I think that what happens, like, well, I think it's interesting with Judas, like this happened, right? He betrayed him for the money and like guilt and shame overtook him. And so he hung himself. But think about like us today, like we, you know, in a sense, like betray Jesus for something else or we go after something new and different. Um, and then we like convince ourselves that it's okay mm. and that like we're and justified we or like, yeah, there's like zero guilt or like recognition um, or like, or, you know, you hear the stories of like someone who um, maybe was offended, like about like, what a pastor said. And it, the story always goes like, oh, like they said, they think this about me. They think well, you know, it's never like, oh, I made a mistake. It's always like the offense mm. is, yeah. is like put on the other person. Um, just um, this last week, uh, I was I was working with one of my guys and he said, hey, like, do you know like this person? And I said, no, like, not, I've never heard of him. And he said, oh, like, they used to go to Foothills. I ran in, into them last night. Um, and it, they don't go anymore. And I said, oh, why? And he said, oh, um, he, he said that the um, the kid's like 15, I guess. And he said that he, he's gay now. And he said the pastor kicked him out of the church. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I, I know that's probably not what happened exactly, but that's what he told me. Yeah. And I was like, well, was he upset? Was he hurt? He's like, oh, yeah. He was definitely like carrying like a lot of hurt and like frustration. And I just thought that was like really interesting. And we started talking about like the, like we know like, the church and really our church like that's not like the mission or the goal is not to kick out those that are like right. that are struggling um like there's probably a lot more to that story um but it had me thinking like how easy is it for someone to like get offended and you know like, they're doing something they know is is um, unbiblical isn't right and they um it's funny how the story can just flip is what i'm trying to say right they, yeah. don't, they don't take responsibility and there's no guilt there's no shame and it's the other person's fault. That's what I'm trying to trying to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can even think like the reason why this was like so on my heart when I wanted to talk about it because I was thinking like I sort of started to feel guilty about a bunch of things that I had been doing or going through. Like, for example, uh, Monique and I went up to, um, we like, oh, where was, where were we going? I don't remember where we were going or what we were doing, but we traveled kind of somewhere just for like a couple of days. Um, and was it up north? No, it was it was before that. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. I don't remember. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We it doesn't matter. We traveled somewhere <laughs> for a couple of days, and uh, and I I brought my Bible with me, and I even did my devotions while we were there. But then when we got back, you know, like we didn't like unpack for a while, and things were in the car, and so my Bible was left in the trunk, and um and then like after a couple of days, I sort of like forgot a little bit, and I was out of the routine. And I think that maybe I had like a, maybe like a like a really like busy schedule with work or something, and then I didn't do my devotions for like two weeks because um, because the Bible was just sitting in the car, and there was many times where I thought oh I should just walk downstairs and like open up the trunk and grab it and come back up it'll take me like literally sixty seconds out of my day to go get that it's like um mm. I'd rather have like I've been doing I've been really good about it I'm just gonna like you know spend the next thirty minutes doing something else like getting a head start in the day or like starting a little bit early or working out a little bit longer. And in that moment I traded in Mm -hmm. Jesus for something else for something tiny Mm -hmm. when it's like a really intimate, important time with God that I need to have every Mm -hmm. single day. And I just threw it away. Like it was nothing. I was like, what the heck is wrong with Mm -hmm. me? Like, wait a second. You know what I mean? That's what I was kind of like this. It really isn't so crazy Mm -hmm. what Jesus, what Judas did 
when you think about your own life and all the things that you do. Yeah. Well, I think also like thinking about like the results of that. And so like with Judas, you know, he traded in Jesus. And like, so in that moment, like he gave over Jesus to those that wanted him. And then he, in a sense, like literally like lost his life because he committed suicide. Yeah. But think like for you, like in that story, you just, or that example you gave, like when you do that every day and like, you know, weeks and weeks that pile up on each other and it goes months and months and years, like over time, like, I mean, like the consequences of that are, are like serious. Like there's like a big, like, weight to that you know it's more than just oh like i i slacked off today or this week or this month like no like this uh, that has potential to really like affect your life when mm-hmm. when um what's the word like, excuses like that continue and i and i feel like that, I, I don't know i think that's kind of like the root of what, what you're getting at like that that's what happens like it's these small excuses that we just we trade jesus in for these small things and before we know it like the consequences are great and like this is really piled up to be like a massive like big issue yeah yeah definitely i mean you think about like how could judas let this happen but like it like it mentions here in these couple of scriptures that i referenced um where it says you know that satan entered him or that satan already put it on the heart of judas to turn jesus in mm-hmm. like like i said that doesn't just happen out of the blue like that doesn't like you're literally as a christian you're protected from those kind of thoughts and influences and like that comes when you're at a really weak uh, state when it's been a long time when you've been holding some, when you've, when you've been living in sin for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so like, here's how it happened. Like he wasn't in a good spot for a while and he had made some, uh, some smaller, maybe lighter, maybe more secretive compromises before that, yeah. but he made compromises. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when it, when you kind of put it in perspective of like, what are the things that I'm compromising right now? Like, what are the things that I'm not doing wrong? It's like, Hey, like this is a, a, this can be a slippery slope and like, it's, it's not just like, Oh, I need to get back on it. It's like, this is pretty serious. You need to give yourself the attention and, and really put your heart on check of where you're at because, um, because like I said, I mean, and Judas was a human being, right? I always try to remember that like he wasn't a bad guy or a different guy or like, wasn't like he was like this sleazy, slimy guy that was like scheming against Jesus the whole time. No, like he was like yeah. us. Like he was exactly like us right now at one point. And then he chose not to be. Um, so like don't like think too highly of yourself. You yeah. Know? Well, I think um, like another point you brought up was like um, it, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't instant. It was like kind of like a like a result of several, like, you know, maybe it was um, undealt with sin or, like, just, you know, frustrations that Judas had. But I think, like, for me and you today, and, like, for those that are listening, like, it's one of those things to where, like, if you let it go for so long, like, there's kind of, like, a tipping point. And I think, like, if they're, um, I don't know, I think just hearing the words, hey, you are like Judas, like, more than you think you are. It's, like, even that alone is, like, a a thought-provoking statement. You kind of, like, think about it. Okay, in what ways am I like Judas? In what ways am I, you know, trading Jesus, Jesus away for small things? And I think like, it's important to think about that before there's that tipping point to where like you make that bad decision or you, maybe you trade like a, you know, it's, it's like a big mistake you make, whatever, you know, cause you're giving yeah. an example of like, Oh, I didn't read my Bible. Well, that, that's small. But like I said, like over time that can pile up, but there are bigger trades you can make. There are bigger, you know what I'm saying? Like you talked about like completely walking away from, from, from God. Like that doesn't happen overnight. That's yeah. typically a result of like, you know, unforgiveness or whatever it is. Right. So, yeah. And like, I mean, if we played that same game, what, like how, I mean, how much could Judas have gotten, you know what I mean? Like, or how much would he do it for? It's, it's crazy to think like he did it for 30 pieces of silver 
which was, you know, about $600 or maybe a couple thousand generously at the most. Um, but like, even, I mean, like we said, I mean, think about us with our dogs for a second and like, what's the minimum that you would like do something really like terrible Mm -hmm. and nasty to them? Well, and here's a, a, a question. What about when like you're mad at your dog? What about when your dog is like, peeing and pooping over the house yeah, and like true. barking and like you're like dude shut up and you're you're frustrated in yeah. that moment like what would you trade him for because right because that right. million dollars might sound a little more you know Appealing. doable yeah, yeah exactly yeah i think that's the way to look at it is when you're at your low and you're frustrated like what then like what will it take at that point yeah dude let me tell <laughs> this is a few this is when i was in high school it was a few years ago but this dog has since passed but we had this dog named izzy this is when i was living living with my parents and um it was at our old house too i think it was like a sophomore or junior maybe and uh she was like kind of psycho a little bit like also kind of dumb she would literally like pace all day long and like would never stop to lay down and was always scratching on things was like super anxious and like was just the most like annoying dog but like i loved her she was nice sometimes but like also just like like so consistently annoying and so I don't know what I was trying to do or like why I was like super mad, but I think she like kept coming into my room, like scratching to get in and I'll let her in. I'll close the door and then she was scratched to get out. And then it was like a few times or something. And, uh, and then something else happened that she made me really mad. And I remember being so frustrated and then literally like picking her up and then like putting her <laughs> over my head and then like going to slam her on the ground and be like, like stop it you stupid dog and then so i literally i I picked her up and i remember because i like i saw the ceiling fan above me and i was like oh dang that was kind of (laughs) close and then i was going to slam her down and then i like caught her and then later down i was like what did i almost just do yeah i was like wait a second like this is a dog and like just stupid kind Uh. of dumb dog um but you're right like i mean circumstance has a lot to do with it and um and your mindset too because I mean, yeah, there's sometimes that I want to just destroy Remy or just kick him out or like throw him or kick him or something because he's so annoying. Yeah, I don't ever feel that way about Max. He's my guy. Ever? He's my homie. <laughs> As he literally like chews up a rug and like <laughs> runs around crazy. Uh, before we record today, he like ripped up a rug. <laughs> oh, Maximus. Um, all right. Well, I mean, any other points you want to make or draw from that? No, I think that's it. I think, I mean, just the, I think the, the whole challenge and the moral of the story is to not think so highly of yourself, but also think like how similar or different am I to Judas? Mm-hmm. And, and to go back and look at those verses, it's, uh, it's in Matthew 26. Um, if you do a couple quick Google searches, you can find some other passages on him as well and kind of the place that he was in. Um, but I mean, I think that there is a little bit of, a, I mean, we could all be Judas. Like there's a Judas inside of all of us where we just trade Jesus away for something really tiny and ridiculous. Um, and so to think about that and, and to want to change it and to not just, you know, let it become a normal thing or let it become something so, you know, realistic like Judas did, like make it a despicable thing, make it something crazy. Um, so you don't want to put yourself in that spot where you're influenced by, by the Satan or by, by demons. Sort of a downer point, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm always ending on like a cool, down point. Yeah, for sure. Well, take us home, Corey. It's a, it's a challenger, you though, you know, yeah. the Judas inside of all of us. Okay. Well, anyways, thanks for listening. Um, please subscribe. Uh, you can also give us a six-star rating if you feel so kind to give us one on Apple. It goes a long way for us in helping more people uh, discover and explore the podcast. 
Um, also share with a friend when it's like the easiest way to, uh, you can easily text it or post it on social media. Tell us what you think, you know, be honest, transparent. You can even tell us if that you don't like it or totally fine with that. That's okay. Open the discussion. In fact, we've had many people say like, eh, I didn't really agree with you, but it was good anyways. Yeah. We actually have had that. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is great. Um, the whole point of it is to be thought provoking and to challenge yourself. Yeah. And one thing we always say is like, we aren't the standard. We aren't like the, no. the answer. You know, this is just two guys. Like, We're just figuring it out. Yeah. Sharing thoughts and kind of talking it through. So. Yeah. So thanks again for listening and we will talk to you in the next one.